Welcome to the outdoor service. I've been here 10 years, and like every year, sunny, 97 degrees, and today we get this. So I'm Brad. I'm one of the pastors here. It is an honor to be here with you. Uh, this is different. We're having baptism. It's going to be a very different flow to the service. In fact, we're going to take communion in a couple of minutes. Um, but let me say this. Uh, kids are in the room, which we love kids. If you've not been around here, uh, one of the things that we love the most is kids. And so if your kids start getting maybe a little too active or a little too loud, we have two spaces. One is classroom zero over here. The uh, service will be on the screen. There's some toys there. And then there's also, uh, we have the nursery open here, but we don't have workers just because we were planning on being outside. So if you go there, you need to stay with your kid. Uh, you can't just leave, leave them there as much as you may want to. Um, so we're going to have three mini sermons today, and I get to start us. Uh, um, I get what I think is the most fun one. Why do we do what we do? Rosa Parks, Howard Drive together, our dream of starting more churches because that's the best way to, new, uh, um, to, to help meet people meet Christ. Why do we do what we do? So my wife and daughters and I, we bought a big Christmas present this year. We bought Ed Sheeran tickets. So last night, we were at the Ed Sheeran concert, which was absolutely amazing. It made me think, like, what if we worship Jesus like we were entertained last night? Um, and on the way home, around 1230 or 1, as we drove by the Taco Bell in Jordan, my daughters convinced me to stop in because it's open till 2 a.m. And so we drove into the Taco Bell drive through and we heard a couple cars in front of us as the person would say, hey, welcome to Taco Bell. Uh, we only take cash and we're out of beef. <laughs> and so my girls who are delirious at this point just started going with all these lines. Well, welcome to Taco Bell. We're out of blank and blank. Welcome to Taco Bell. We don't have Mexican food anymore. Um, and they were laughing. I was not laughing very much at that point. And uh, it made me think, for the church, what makes us who we are? What's the thing that at the core of our DNA, and it's, it's not a building, it's not the Rosa Parks Elementary, it's not um, the chairs you're sitting in, it's, it's, it's not anything that you, you can sort of, it's, it's at the core, it's Jesus, right? It'd be like coming to church and saying, hey, welcome to church, we're done with Jesus. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing that we want to point people towards is Jesus Christ. And the whole beauty of the gospel, this magnificent thing that is restoring all things, making all things right, me individually, but also all of creation is being made right. And I was thinking of a couple of examples of that. So we're going to do believer baptisms, which we do once a year. We do infant baptisms and believer baptisms in our tradition. And uh, one of the things is we get to hear stories of people who over the last period of time, some have maybe a, a Paul Damascus road, right, where he's walking this road and Jesus meets him, flash of light, he goes from not Jesus to now being a Jesus follower. Then there's others, more like Peter, who over the process of time come to find Jesus. Where exactly did he say yes? He said yes a bunch of times. And this morning we get to see 11 or 12 people baptized who in this last season of life have said yes to Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? It's this huge, amazing thing, and God is working in their lives and through their lives. So that's the gospel, right? The other part of the gospel is God making all things right. It's it what it says in Colossians 1.15. And so this last week, to start the week, um, we had VBS, Vacation Bible School, if you don't know, didn't grow up in the church. And so we had 
about 160 kids in this building. Absolutely amazing, one of our big, biggest VBSs ever. And at the beginning of the week, we told them there is an organization in town called My Place. And My Place works with at-risk youth. And one of the things these students and kids need is uh, uh, chairs, shoes, (laughs) another tangible thing. They need shoes. And they need to be new shoes. And so we we were talking and praying at the beginning of the week, let's challenge these kids to bring 20 shoes. Pretty good challenge, right? And so we got to the end of the week, and these kids brought over 70 pairs of shoes. Isn't that pretty amazing? You think about that, the beauty of the gospel. God making all things right. A shoe for somebody who needs it is part of what the beauty of the gospel is. And so as we come together and we celebrate as two sides, this outdoor service that's now inside, and we're going to raise money for a mission trip, which is also part of the beauty of the gospel. We get to do it as one community in two places coming together. And this if, if you're new to CrossView, by the way, this is just sort of the type of church CrossView is. We love challenges. We, we love to run for clean water. We love to sponsor kids. We want to help see all things made right, whether it's individuals getting baptized or people in places where they're in need. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to keep going with the service. God, thank you for this space and this time. Thank you that now, uh, not at the end of the service now, but we're going to take communion together, God. So I pray that your spirit... Um, would do the good work that you do when we gather around the table. So friends, take a moment of silence to pray and talk to God before we take communion. Pastor Brad, I have to go off script for a minute. Uh, You know, some days you have dreams and then there are days where you have to see them realized. Maybe it's your wedding day or when the baby comes out okay or your kid graduates and the party goes exactly how you imagine. Today maybe didn't go exactly how we imagined, but we have dreamed about having more than one location here in the Mankato area for a really long time. And there are people in this room that have prayed for over 10 years for there to be another church, and we get to be together today. So I just want to say thank you so much for those of you who have prayed faithfully. For those of you who are from Rosa Parks and you've never been here before, welcome to Crossview Howard Drive. These are your spiritual grandparents and grandmothers and aunts and uncles and cousins, and so today is like a weird family reunion. My name is Sandy Asker, and I am one of the two pastors at Crossview Rosa Parks. If you've never seen us before, um, I am the half of the Asker couple that got called to come to Mankato and start another campus, and so I'm so excited that you're here. I also am going to go off script a second time. Don't worry, I'm not going to go too far, but we just sang in Spanish, and I just wanted to say we do this at Crossview Rosa Parks because we believe that God is a God of the nations, and even if sometimes our comfort levels get a little unbalanced at church, it's good for us because it reminds us to always have a spirit of hospitality. There may be people here whose Spanish is their first home language, or they just know Spanish and they love it. And so it's a good reminder for us that even if we mate all worship next to people who look like us and speak in English, it's good for us to remember we're not the only ones here and we're not the only ones worshiping on Sunday morning who speak English. So thank you for doing that with us. I don't know about you, but I'm spending a lot of time, an inordinate amount of time actually, looking at my calendar for September and October, and I'm sorry to say it, even December. Anyone else with me? I'm thinking about my schedule, my kids' schedules, 
holidays, all of those things that are coming. And I also don't know about you, but I am a little concerned about my health. You know, the mental health, the physical health, my kids' health, the busyness factor of all of that. And I would like to encourage us for the next few minutes to consider how we can enter this next season in a healthier way than perhaps we have in the past. No matter what your age, serving and volunteering is actually really good for your health. I did some research on this, okay? If you're over 65, you will live longer and have less anxiety doing so if you spend time volunteering. If you are a busy family and you wish for more time together, guess what? You can kill two birds with one stone and serve together and have that much needed time together. If you are a student, do you know that the person next to you, if they haven't volunteered and you have before you're filling out a job application, you have a 27% better chance of getting that job than the people who haven't volunteered. And if you are just learning to walk, and you are at Rosa Parks, nothing gives us greater joy than seeing the littles learn how to walk while they put the chairs away. Amen. Serving is one of those things that both scientific research and the Bible tell us. We are created in the image of God. God is the ultimate servant. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And if we are then created in the image of God, we do what God does and we get to serve. And when we do that, we are whole people. We are healthier people. So two things today. If you are a follower of Jesus, the scriptures tell us that the Holy Spirit lives in us and gives us gifts. There are tons of passages, different gifts that are listed. I don't really completely understand all the theology of it. I just know that it happens. And sometimes we don't know the gifts that we have. So on our Crossview app, which works, we have one for each campus, there is a survey that you can fill out and it can become a starting conversation for you and the Lord and hopefully others around you. What is my gift? And then once you discover maybe it's this one, you get to have all sorts of opportunities within the Crossview community to practice and either say, oh yeah, that's for me, or I don't ever wanna serve in kids ministry again. Maybe some of you who served at VBS this last week said, I don't think that's my gift. Secondly, where can you serve? Sunday morning becomes a very obvious thing for those of us that maybe aren't super involved in church, but you come on Sunday. I mean, you can get here early and make coffee. If you're at Rosa Parks, you know that we get there quite early because we have to set up everything. We love to have people help us with that. There's kids ministry, there's greeting, there's coming on a Saturday night and dumping out a baptismal tank and then rolling it down the hallway and refilling it for Sunday morning. There are all sorts of things that you can do. But church is not just about Sunday. Pastor Brad just said that. It's more than just the building. We actually have church all week. Did you know that? We are church, absolutely. Wherever you go is a process of serving, but intentionally when you do volunteer work, you can come on Wednesday night and we have youth groups. We partner with local ministries, just like my place, a local organization that reaches out to kids. There are ways to do that, and you can also find out about that on your app. So volunteering can be good for us and our health, but I hope that we aren't all just concerned about what happens to us or our families or our friends. We're also concerned about the broader community. And so if we all can join in and connect with Jesus while we are serving, we can also, while we're doing that, tell other people 
just how much that God loves them. And as someone just told my kid the other day, we can tell them that God loves them super much. Great job, kids. Awesome. Well done. That was fun to get a little glimpse of what happened this week. Well, if you don't know, my name is Brian Asker. I'm also one of the other pastors at Crossview Rosa Parks, and I am so glad to be here because we get to celebrate. We get to celebrate our candidates who are getting baptized today. It's exciting. We have 10 people getting baptized today. Awesome stuff. And we know that chances are that there are some people out here, some of you, many of you, maybe have been baptized yourself. Maybe you were baptized as an infant. Maybe you were baptized as an adult. Uh, But we also know that chances are high that there are several of you, many of you out there that have never been baptized. So we thought we'd take a moment before we baptize our candidates today to talk about what is baptism? Why are we doing this? So in the covenant, we believe that baptism is one of two different sacraments. So one of them is baptism, which is the initiation into God's grace, and then the second of which is the ongoing grace, or what we call communion, or the Lord's Supper. Now, if you were in Rome during the first century, a sacrament would have had a totally different meaning, one of which would have been the sense of an oath that a soldier would have taken before Caesar, or it would have been a security deposit that someone would give to a judge in order uh, to sort of secure what had happened in the Roman court system. A sacrament was also a mystery, not in the sense of kind of something that needed to be, like a problem that needed to be solved, like a murder mystery or something like that, but more in the sense of something that had been hidden but needed to be revealed. And then a third kind of part of what a sacrament might mean back in the first century would be an outward sign of an invisible grace. Kind of like, you know, when you see a conflict happening and then afterwards they hug. The conflict has already been resolved, but the, the hug is that thing that represents and sort of you can tell, oh yeah, things have been resolved. It's that outward sign. And when we put all of these things together, We find that in the administration of a sacrament, something goes public, a mystery is disclosed, something is being communicated, and something is being pledged. So I thought, let's talk a little bit more about what's being communicated and what is being pledged. So the New Testament uses eight different images to kind of describe baptism, and we're going to look at three of them. And If you are tech savvy and you've got your mobile app, Crossview app, downloaded, I did do you the pleasure of setting up so that on the homepage you should be able to jump on and follow along with the three passages. Uh, So, Acts chapter 22, uh, verse 16 says, And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. And so the first image that we have that Scripture talks about is this washing away of our sins. Our second passage comes from Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so the other image or another image that Scripture uses, the New Testament uses for baptism, is this idea of dying to self, dying to your old self, and being resurrected to a new person, becoming a new person. Our third image comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So this idea of joining a new family. And the new family, part of what's important about that is that oneness, that unity. And that's really important in the covenant. It's one of the reasons why we've already talked about the fact that we actually do both infant baptism and believer or adult baptism. Some of you maybe grew up in a tradition where you only baptized infants. Others of you maybe grew up in a tradition where you only baptize adults or believers, older children. In the covenant, we want to prioritize the unity of the body of Christ. And so therefore, we do both. You'll find that there are some Sundays we're doing infant baptisms. And of course, today we get to celebrate and do our believer baptisms. So, Among the images being conveyed uh, today as we baptize people are the idea that this person is having their sins washed away, that they are dying to their old self and becoming a new person, resurrected into a new person, and that they are joining a new family. Now let's talk a little bit about what are the things that are being pledged. Well, God is actually pledging something when we get baptized. God is saying, you are mine and I am yours. There's a pledge that God is making to our baptismal candidates today. The candidates are also making a pledge. They're saying, you, God, are mine, and I am yours together with this people that you have given me. And they do that by declaring their desire to follow Jesus and by committing to be a part of the family of God. And then, believe it or not, there's one more pledge that's made. And it's us. It's the congregation. We make a pledge when we do baptisms. We say that you, the baptismal candidate, are ours. And we are yours under God's direction. And we do that by receiving the candidates into the family of God and by committing to encouraging and helping them grow in their relationship with Jesus. So it's not merely a personal decision that we're seeing as people get baptized today. We're seeing a communal commitment. And so, in a moment, Sandy's going to come up and introduce uh, and lead us through our liturgy and lead the, the candidates through that, but we also will enjoy that and join in that. So I want to leave you kind of with this thought. What would it look like for our church community, both Crossview Rosa Parks, Crossview Howard Drive, to bring these people into our family? And what would it look like for us to bring them into the family of God and help them to grow, to learn what it looks like to follow Jesus? And in a church this size with this many people, it could be easy to be like, well, somebody else will take care of that. No, really. What's your role in helping these people, these 10 people that are getting baptized today, to grow and to be welcomed into the family of God. 
That's part of our responsibility as, and the pledge that we make today. So these candidates are making a public declaration of their intent to follow Jesus today, and we are going to celebrate that. It's good. Let's do our part in welcoming them into the family of God.